In a world of uncertainty, one thing is for sure. Cancer doesn't stop during a global crisis. On Saturday, June 13th, the Leukemia Lymphoma Society will host a trailblazing event, Big Virtual Climb, sponsored by AbbVie. To support their investment in groundbreaking research to advance blood cancer cures and its first-in-class patient education and services, including financial support and clinical trial navigation. Step up to take cancer down by climbing 61 floors or 1,762 steps. Inside, outside, on stairs, on the road, your treadmill, climb your way. Join us for an opening ceremony and then take on your climb with our heart-pumping playlist, Join us June 13th, coast to coast, as we come together to climb, conquer, and cure. Register at lls.org slash bigclimb. edition of the Metrospective, Pete McCarthy with Tim Britton. What's up, Tim? The same, Pete. It's always the same, isn't it? Well, you could order delivery for the first time in your life when we could <laughs> get to, to that. That would be new and exciting, would it not? Uh, I mean, that, that is one way to really uh, to respond to, to what's going on in the world is to just change all of your habits and order delivery for the first time in New York. Well, I mean, that's that's an easy one to accomplish. And if you you missed it, Evan Drellich was on the program last time and outed Tim as someone who has now lived in Queens for how long? And you've never, ever ordered delivery. Unbelievable. It's like two, and, two plus years. It's, uh, you know, this isn't Cal Ripken's streak. It will get to Cal Ripken's streak because I'll care about it after a certain point. But it's not there yet. Uh, if you make it through a pandemic without ordering delivery, then I, I think we'll be in that territory where you will care and you do care about this streak. It will become a thing. Uh, look, uh, as far as you know, what's going on, it feels like every episode we just end up talking about, well, the players versus uh, Major League Baseball. When are they going to play? We'll get to that. We'll do a little bit of it as it's been a, a frustrating process, obviously. But some real Mets-specific news here. Josh Harris, who is the billionaire co-founder of Apollo Global Management, you probably know him better as the owner of the Sixers as well as the Devils, he has surfaced as a potential interested party in buying the New York Mets, this according to a report in Variety. Uh, What are some of your initial thoughts on this, Tim? At least some other names popping up because it seemed to be gummed up with Alex Rodriguez here, Steve Cohen there, and not a whole lot of other interest until now. Uh, my, I have two thoughts off the bat. One is interest is good, even if it is, uh, you know, at this point, preliminary interest. Uh, th- this certainly seems, you know, ha- Harris uh, seems like a more likely uh, buyer for this franchise than Alex Rodriguez has at any point. Uh, my, my second thought, uh, competitively, uh, is that, well, here's an owner who might be more willing to let the Mets rebuild than the Wilpons have, considering what the, you know, what he oversaw with the Sixers and the process under Sam Hinkle uh, for, for so many years there, uh, and Philly coming out the other side in some reasonable shape. I, I don't know if any Mets fan wants to go through quite that deep freeze. Uh, the Devils have kind of gone through their own uh, ups and, and more recent downs uh, under Harris's ownership. Uh, so I, I think this is a more realistic option. And, and if you're the Wilpons, this this is a better name out there than probably Alex Rodriguez uh, for people to talk about. Uh, but I, I think we still need to, to wait and see where this goes for a little bit. 
Well, I'll say this about Alex Rodriguez. I, I know that A-Rod cares about baseball, right? I, I I don't know what the deal is with Josh Harris. So he's going to own teams. All right, sir, in the relatively small geographic area, but he's got a team in Jersey, a team in Philly. Does he care about the Mets at all? Is this just a, a business venture where he's trying to get them at a, a low price with everything that has occurred here? I, I think that's something that Mets fans can be curious about uh, right now, considering it's kind of an odd thing to own multiple teams in multiple cities. Yeah, and I think that would be one of the concerns you have as a fan is, is I think most fans would prefer someone other than the Wilpons to own the Mets. Uh, at the same time, you don't want someone coming in here who just sees this as a buy low opportunity uh, and isn't invested in the actual product itself. Because say what, say what you want about the Wilpons. They care about the Mets. Uh, they, they want the Mets to win. Sometimes they don't, you know, their methods are not uh, aimed at optimizing that, that <laughs> process, uh, to put it, I guess, as politely as I can. Uh, but, the, you know, they care about this franchise in a way that some owners don't care about the individual franchise and, and see kind of the dollar signs behind it more than anything else. Uh, and you wouldn't want the next owner of the team to be of that variety, someone coming in. Uh, who, who just sees it as a chance to kind of flip uh, like a real estate property, to buy it low at a time of, of financial stress uh, and flip it in a couple of years for, for a big gain. And I think that this is a story that I'm about to share that maybe shades your opinion a little bit of what Josh Harris is all about. When the coronavirus initially hit and the NBA was shut down, the 76ers, they were the first team to go out and say, hey, we want employees to take pay cuts here. So they wanted to force at-will employees making at least $50,000 to take a 20% pay cut. Now, in the months since, a lot of companies around the country have done this, but it's been a story uh, throughout sports, whether it be baseball, basketball teams deciding uh, how to handle these situations. But if you remember, Joel Embiid stepped up. He pledged to spend $500,000 to help out Sixers employees and make them, if not whole, close to that. And there was a, a lot of criticism of the Sixers idea here. And they did eventually reverse course. And again, this all happened within those first few weeks uh, after the NBA shut down. This was you know, in late March. So I look, it's just one of the stories that we have of you know what Josh Harris might be all about. Uh, it doesn't seem he's terribly popular in Philadelphia, but not a lot of owners are until you bring home a ring. Yeah, and, and we've seen that kind of strategy employed by different organizations like the Athletics with their minor leaguers. You kind of throw something out there. You, you take a hardline stance, uh, and then you see how much public backlash you're willing to endure before reversing course. Uh, and, and Harris did that with Philly. Uh, the A's have done that with their minor leaguers. The Nationals did it with their minor leaguers. Uh, I, th I think some teams are being kind of shamed into doing the right thing, and, and you would prefer uh, as a fan of a team that the owner just kind of does the right thing right away. So, I mean, that's what you want if you're a Mets fan. Now, if we're talking about whether Harris fits in in Major League Baseball, I would think the answer would be yes with some of these things if that was uh, going to be a problem for Steve Cohen. And the owners continue to draw a, a fairly hard line as far as wanting the players to take another pay cut in these negotiations. Another offer from Major League Baseball on Monday. I'm not going to get into all the details of it, but it's it's the same situation. This is where it breaks down. The players want to be 
paid the same amount per game as they were supposed to be paid over 162 games. That's not to say their salary will be full. Of course not. But if they play a third of a season, they get a third of their money. So they get paid by the game, essentially. That is something that the owners agreed to months ago and are now saying, hey, there's not going to be fans in the stands. The situation has changed, and they're looking to find ways to change the financial situation here if there's going to be a season longer than, say, 50 games. Uh, So what are your thoughts? Is another proposal uh, seemingly instantly hand-waved away and more frustration, I think, building on both sides? Well, it's interesting because, as you mentioned last week, we had Evangelic on, uh, and and one of the questions we asked him was, whose move is it next? And it wasn't re- there wasn't really clarity at that time, you know, because Major League Baseball had talked about the idea of kind of unilaterally implementing the fi- the fifty-ish game season. Uh, the union didn't have anything formally to respond to at that time, and yet it seemed like Major League Baseball was saying to the union, you know, why don't why don't you come up with something better? Uh, and here we are a couple days later, and and the league is throwing something else out there. Uh, another thing that does seem kind of designed to fail uh, seems maybe like mm. you know it, it's it's hard to 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 see good faith in all of this. It all feels like it's all being fought as a public relations battle, where the league can say, "Hey, look, we tried. We threw a couple different things at it," uh, and it all seems like uh, you know various methods to get to the same number in terms of actual money you're paying out. As uh, Andy McCullough from the Athletic tweeted out earlier, you know the owners have revised their their offer of of six and one to now offer half dozen in the other it's it's really a similar proposal that as the 82 game one uh that they made originally uh just with maybe some more payoff at the end for the playoffs with a, a an even more expanded playoffs and we'd heard about eight teams per league uh going to the playoffs uh and it, it doesn't seem likely at all for for players to to agree to this and and will probably be uh rejected by like the time people listen to this <laughs> if it hasn't already, it seems like it's it's right on, on that way. But you, you kind of threw that in there quietly. Eight playoff teams per league, not not total, uh, as it, it might have been, what, I don't know, seven years ago or something now. No, 16 total playoff teams, and you would have the top seed after playing X amount of games taking on the eight seed in a best-of-three series. So you could see some absolute madness there with how much the regular season often matters over 162 games. I mean, you just got to be 500, and you'll at least get yourself a chance at baseball. I mean, best of three. Anybody can pull that off. You can be the worst team in baseball and beat the best team in baseball two out of three in a, a random July series. Yeah, I mean, what is it, like the 72 Phillies that were like 30 and 8 when Steve Carlton started and won 29 other games all season? Like, that's a team that's a terrifying team to play in a, mm-hmm. a three-game series. You're going to be down one nothing. Uh, so, yeah, it's just, I mean, that that is, uh, we've talked about a, a seven-team playoff system. I mean, we talked about it back in, what, February before all of this uh, and how unappealing that was. And you understand expanding the playoff field in a, a weird season like this, you know, if, if, whoever's the number one seed doesn't feel like this dominant team. It could be like, you know, it could be the Reds. It could be the Padres. It could be some weird, it could be the Mets. It could be some weird team that just plays a good 50 games. Uh, So it doesn't feel like you're losing this dominant team if they lose in the first round, but it still uh, doesn't feel like it's within, in the spirit of how baseball has been played for so long. No, it would be a totally different season, which it's going to be anyway, right? Between all of the guidelines 
for the coronavirus that will be in place in the first place to you know the expanded rosters, DH of the National League, and it would appear a very short season is on the way. I mean, at this point, Tim, as we hit almost mid-June, and there are still no answers, no start of spring training date set, uh, no idea for when opening day could occur, and that 4th of July dream I think continues to, to slide backwards now. What are we looking at? And this is going to be a 50-game season. Isn't it really just pick a number between 45 and 60 and let's go? That seems to be all that's holding this thing up. Pay the players per game, but it's going to be a short season. Yeah, I mean, it's getting, we're kind of marching toward that because at a certain point, you're not going to have time to play more than that number Mm -hmm. of games. You know, you've got, the league doesn't want to play regular season games into October because they're, they're biggest fear is that you, you get back to a season uh, and then you miss out on the postseason because of a second wave of, of coronavirus in the fall. So they want to get everything done as quickly as possible. Uh, you know, June 10th was supposed to be when we were thinking about restarting spring training. That's that's Wednesday. Um, you know, you're not good. That, that was for a July 1st, July 4th start to the season. You know, the, the, the league's proposal Monday was talking about maybe a July 10th-ish start to the year. That would still involve spring train, a revised spring training starting in the next week to 10 days. Uh, and it's it's hard to see. You know, you've got players working out at spring training facilities, but not everyone. Uh, it's only a handful of guys for each team, basically. Uh, you've got to get everyone there. Uh, you would think you'd want to have, you know, there's a physical day at the start of every spring training. You would think that that would be especially important here to do certain tests mm-hmm. uh, to make sure everyone's good. Uh, and then that's got to be about three weeks. So, you know, any the minute they come to an agreement, you're probably at least a month away from starting the regular season. Uh, and so if we don't get an agreement in the next two weeks here, you're, you're looking at really a max of something like 54 or 56 games. And keep in mind, too, the NBA's plan is to start on July 31st. So the idea of baseball owning the summer, that is almost out the window here. We go another couple of weeks. Major League Baseball is going to be competing against the end of the NBA season and then the postseason. And, you know, they're accustomed to having uh, the summer all to themselves. It will be a, a very different dynamic. Forget about all the other golf events, uh, NASCAR events, or whatever, big events, uh, horse racing that you know we typically have over the course of uh, spring into the summer. Everything's going to be bunched up uh, if, uh, you know, again, if the pandemic stays under control in uh, in the major cities around the country. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's possible you'll, you won't have a Major League Baseball game played without another big four sport being played that same day. You know, mm-hmm. you're used to July and August. It is just Major League Baseball. Uh, and now they might not have a single day to themselves throughout the rest of the year. And watching, you know, postseason baseball games get wrecked by uh, Thursday night football games between the Jaguars and Titans over the years. <laughs> I look, that that is not a good thing uh, for Major League Baseball overall, and it might be you know, even even too late with all of that. Matt Harvey and the Mets, could there be a reunion in order? Did you know 75% of us are walking around everyday life chronically dehydrated? We're suffering needlessly from frequent headaches, energy slumps, and poor focus. It doesn't have to be this way. Hydrant creates flavored electrolyte packets you mix directly into your water to make hydrating your body easy and delicious. Each rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes your body needs. Sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc help you hydrate quickly and stay hydrated all day. And Hydrant is backed by research. The formula was developed by Oxford scientists to provide perfectly balanced, efficient hydration. 
There's no synthetic colors or artificial sweeteners. The formula is vegan, and you could choose between three different flavors or a variety pack. Hydrant starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply. You could save even more with a monthly subscription. For 25% off your first order, go to drinkhydrant.com athletic. That's drinkhydrant.com athletic for 25% off your order. Drinkhydrant.com athletic. So Boomer Esiason this morning, Tim, threw out on WFAN that there is mutual interest in a reunion between the Mets and Matt Harvey. So everyone went with this for a little while, and then Anthony Tacomo of MLB.com tweeted that there is no truth to that rumor, which only makes sense to me. I, I just I, I think this has sailed, and you can you know think of Matt Harvey as a guy who pitched his butt off for the Mets and, and maybe gave up his uh, career if, if, with what he did in 2015. Obviously, the thoracic outlet syndrome. We talked with Sandy Alderson, the general manager, th- throughout that time. Uh, a few podcasts ago about Matt Harvey's time with the Mets, and, and he talked about how much he really likes Matt, but I just I can't see Matt Harvey coming back to the Mets being good for either side, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't really expect that to happen. It was funny. That by the time I got to Twitter uh, on Monday morning, I, I saw Anthony DeComo's tweet, and I was like, was was that a possibility? Was that something I had missed? Uh, the news cycle had, had started and ended uh, by the time I was, I was cognizant of, of things in the morning. Uh, so, you know, look, if, if it's a minor league deal, there's never there's like no harm in minor league deals. Uh, and, and maybe you think Matt Harvey has a higher ceiling than someone else. But it's been uh, five years since he was an effective major league pitcher. Um, you know, he, he didn't pitch well at all the last several years. He's been very ineffective. Uh, you've got all of the issues you've had with him in the history uh, off the field. You know, if you're if you're Harvey, you understand, like, you just want a job. It doesn't really I don't think Matt Harvey would turn down the Mets if the Mets are the only team. No. Um, but but it know, wouldn't it, be a good fit for him. There's, there's too much attention. It, it would, yeah, it would it, bring it, everything back. I mean, he needs to be somewhere, as we've talked about in the past, at Cincinnati and with the Angels, where he could just kind of be one of the guys. But he's never going to have that in New York. And if you're struggling, the least thing you want is to be the focus of the conversation time and time again. Yeah, and, and, you know, with the way this, whatever season comes up here, I don't think anyone expects Matt Harvey to be pitching in Major League Baseball in 2020. Uh, you know, if, if I, I did last week, I looked at, like, what a 50-man Mets roster and taxi squad would look like. If they signed Matt Harvey tomorrow, I don't think he makes the 50-man. Uh, so I, I don't think he's a – I think, you know, his goal right now has to be getting back into some sort of organized baseball uh, and trying to, to work – with other people on, on, you know, he feels good about his mechanics. He said that he's done the, the video stuff, but it's really got to be toward an eye toward uh, maybe a, a legitimate shot to pitch his way into a major league picture in 2021. Uh, so it's, it's all reported. Yeah. could go to Korea. Yeah. I mean that that's one way of doing it. We've seen other guys take that route and that would be, that would certainly be a way to get away from some of uh, the, the extra publicity here um, for sure. Uh, but you know, I, I think he, he's got to get himself into a better spot uh, mechanically, physically on the mound yeah. before any major league team really thinks of him uh, as a as a viable major league option anytime soon. He's a reclamation project at this point. And look, he's been the comeback player of the year before with what he did after coming back from Tommy John. Uh, but it seems that thoracic outlet syndrome really just threw his uh, entire career sideways. Uh, as you 
might have heard, read uh, this past week, the Athletic underwent some layoffs. And our show here, The Metrospective, was affected. Uh, our producer, Adam Grasso, is with us uh, since the start of this whole thing last year was let go. And uh, we, we just want to thank Adam for his contributions to the show. Uh, really, over the last few months, we've been a very guest-heavy show. And he did a great job booking Sandy Alderson, uh, Turk Wendell, Keith Hernandez, you name it. Uh, so, you know, again, our, our thanks to Adam Gracia, uh, Gracia for uh, being with us over the course of the show. And uh, Marissa Morris taking over as the producer, and we look forward to, to working with her going forward. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Adam was able to keep, you know, our enormous egos in check. <laughs> uh, Pete and I don't speak outside of the, these 20 minutes. No, uh, but but Adam was great uh, in terms of getting guests, especially these last three months. Uh, you guys all know how, how there's not a ton of baseball to talk about. We don't want to talk about uh, ownership and labor bickering back and forth for for, th- for two episodes every week uh, and cutting that with, with guests and with the high profile guests that we had. That, that was really a debt to Adam. Yes, and uh, we'll know it'll be like one and one uh, ownership at the Met situation, labor, and uh, we we got them in in this podcast as well. But uh, that's that's kind of what we have until there is baseball here and we uh, we get things back underway. Uh, but uh, we'll have plenty for you uh, coming up Friday morning and this week the Major League Baseball draft. All five rounds of it, uh, but we will discuss uh, what the Mets do and have reaction as well for you uh, on this time come uh, Friday morning. Uh, and again, you can listen to Spotify, iTunes, obviously the Athletic app as well. I'm Pete McCarthy. Thanks for joining, Tim. Adios. Adios.